to the Simplifying Investing Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Masters. Thanks for tuning in. On today's episode, we'll be discussing one of life's most important periods, retirement. Most recent data from the Australian Bureau of Statistics shows that in 2018-19, almost 4 million people were classed as retirees, and a further half a million people intended to retire within five years. But achieving a happy and stable retirement requires work, and the path there is plagued by myths and questions. So, to help paint a clearer picture, joining me today is Ben Hillier, AMP's General Manager of Retirement. Ben is one of Australia's foremost thinkers on financial management in retirement, so we're in good hands. But before we jump into things, a quick reminder that this podcast is general in nature and hasn't taken your circumstances into account. It's important you consider your personal circumstances and speak to a financial advisor before deciding what is right for you. Any general tax information provided is intended as a guide only. Now with that out of the way, Ben, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much, Adam. Great to be here. Now for anyone who doesn't know, Ben, you have more than 25 years of experience in product development and you've launched award-winning solutions across retirement, super, SMSFs and the list goes on. But retirement is at the heart of everything you do at AMP. So let's pick your brain on a few issues. And a good place, I think, to start would be acknowledging that no matter what stage of life, you really should be considering how your future will look post-work. And AMP's financial wellness research indicates that close to one in two Australians are concerned they don't have enough money for retirement. So, Ben, what are the main factors that are driving this fear? Look, for me, Adam, it all comes down to uncertainty. Uncertainty of probably three things in particular. Number one, people don't know how long they're going to live. It's a um, it's a great unknowable question. And, you know, that we, we see a very wide dispersion in terms of how long people live. People can look up a life expectancy table, but that effectively is only giving you a 50% chance you'll be either under or over that. There's a really wide dispersion around that figure. Number two, people don't know how much they actually need to spend year on year. Um, people are used to spending a salary and that's that's taxable. Typically in retirement, most of your income or all of your income is going to be tax-free. That makes a really big difference, but it really adds to the uncertainty. And then the third reason is that people don't know how much they're going to earn in the future on their savings. They know how much they've earned in the past. And as as um, financial institutions and asset keep on telling us, the past performance is no good indicator of what the future is going to be. You know, People expect the worst sometimes. Um, and, and so, you know, those three things add up to a whole lot of uncertainty, which, which, which just really erodes confidence. And Ben, in your mind, how valid are these concerns? Uh, there's a Nobel Prize winner for economics, William F. Sharp. He actually called the, this challenge the hardest, nastiest problem in finance. And it really is quite a difficult one. However, the research tells us that people, as you, as you mentioned before, are really concerned about um, whether they'll have enough money in retirement. But we also see in the research that that concern erodes quite quickly over time as people experience retirement. They actually see that, okay, when I'm paying less tax, I actually can um, make uh, less money go a, a longer way. Um, people realise then that, okay, I'm not spending as much on my mortgage. Maybe it's paid off or maybe it's down quite small. I don't have work expenses. The kids have moved out. And so people get more and more comfortable as time goes on. So perhaps in answer to your question, um, how valid are the concerns? Look, I, I think um, certainly there's things we can do in, with education. People can have more confidence and it certainly is, is, is typically not as bad as people expect. Now, I want to wind the clock back briefly, and I want to go back to the global financial crisis of 
mid-2007 to early 2009. Now, around that time, we saw stock markets crash and many Australians who were approaching retirement lost a significant portion of their savings. So for those who are listening, it's probably an event that isn't too far from their mind. I was wondering, Ben, what would you say to those listeners who perhaps may have a fear of a repeat of that scenario? Yeah, look, the worst thing you can do is is just bunker down and, and move your money into a, a low-yielding environment. I remember speaking to a retiree who, who came up to me after a seminar and said, look, you know, when should I move out of cash? <laughs> I said, oh, goodness, when did you move into cash? He said, oh, straight after the GFC in 2009. Average returns over that period since the GFC have been over nine percent for an average uh, for an average balance fund, right? And it actually, you know, there's differences between funds. You know, we, we keep talking about good funds and bad funds, but the worst fund in Australia is still far, far, far better than being in cash for that whole time at the best fund, if you know what I mean. Um, if, if you were to just just looking at that time period, right? If you were to have invested $100,000 right before the GFC and you're in a balanced option, so so that's the, basically the worst possible time in the last 20 years to have invested, you would have by now, that $100,000 would have grown to about $220,000. So more than doubled. However, if you predicted the crash and you moved into cash before it, um, you'd only have about $140,000, $150,000, substantial difference. Uh, I, guess, I guess the point being, yes, there will be market volatility into the future. We've seen it in the past and it'll happen again. There's always a rebound um, and people should be investing through retirement, not just to retirement. Now, Ben, many of us have probably heard of the expression FOMO, that's fear of missing out. And if you're someone who's been looking to buy their first home, you probably experienced this sensation yourself. But Ben, you recently penned an editorial that's available on AMP's newsroom where you discuss something that sounds similar but is different. I'm talking about FORO or FORO, depending on how you want to pronounce it. Ben, can you explain what this acronym means? Yeah, look, FORO is the fear of running out. And we've seen it play out in the in the uh, pandemic. People irrationally stocking up on everything from toilet paper, hand sanitizer to uh, you know water, you know canned food, all sorts of things, right? And that fear of running out is really pervasive, and and it's especially a problem in retirement. So, what are the implications of Foro? How serious of an impact can it have on everyday Australians? Yeah, the Australian government. Uh, recently completed a retirement income review, it was completed in 2021, and it found that 4.0, the fear of running out, really has a strong impact on retirees. It found that on average, the Australian retiree only draws the minimum drawdown amount from their account-based pensions in retirement. And as a result, they typically leave large balances unspent. Now, of course, um, yeah, many of us have children and we want to leave, leave money to the kids, but research shows that most of the time that that centers around leaving the house to the kids um, or other assets. But we typically see our retirement as being for um, being funded from our own superannuation. And that's what we want that money to, to go towards. However, the retirement income review found that um, in, in some instances, you know, 90% or more of pensioners starting balances uh, were actually unspent when they passed away, which is really uh, contributing to, you know, that, um, that, lower standard of living that the retirees, um, uh, you know, they're, they're simply not enjoying the uh, the quality of life in retirement that they could enjoy. 
Now, Ben, you've mentioned the retirement income review out of the Australian Treasury. Now, as part of that review, they found that the retirement system is overly complex. And that leads me to my next question. What is being done at an industry, government, or perhaps a regulator level to improve the retirement outcomes for Australians? So following the retirement income review, the Australian government has launched uh, legislation. It's called the Retirement Income Covenant. It's coming into effect on the 1st of July this year. What it um, requires is that every super fund in the country needs to have a retirement income strategy that does three things. Objective number one is to maximise income. So uh, I, I talked before about that that underspending behaviour that's quite common. So number one is basically helping retirees to have the confidence to spend at a higher level. But objective number two is giving them confidence that they won't run out. Uh, so it's addressing the risks um, to the stability and sustainability of income. And so you'll start to see uh, uh, improvement in the solutions that super funds offer uh, to have solutions that, that number one, give higher income and number two, never run out, a, a, a bit of a win-win. And then the third objective is balancing the other things and making sure people can still access capital in retirement. People, of course, are worried about, you know, do they need money for aged care or unexpected expenses? Uh, and, and so it's important that, that, that any solutions that super funds offer still, have, still balance those previous objectives, but allow flexible access to capital. Now, Ben, I like to try and learn something new every single day, and I want to try and apply that for our listeners here as well so they can walk away with at least one interesting fact to to have when they're around the water cooler next time. In your writing, you speak about another important retirement concept, and you refer to it as the 10-30-60 rule. For the uninitiated like myself, can you explain what this is? Sure. I was, I was quite staggered when I came upon this research a while ago. Look, it was um, penned by a guy called Don Ezra and, and, and several others, a firm called Russell Investments in the US and Canada. And they uh, found that for every dollar you spend in retirement, you can break that up into 10, 30, 60. So only 10%, so let's say 10 cents from every dollar, should actually come from your contributions that you made into your, into your retirement um, balance. So for us, it's, it's into your super. 30 cents, 30% should come from the earnings on that 10 while you're working. And then a mammoth 60%, so 60 cents in every dollar you spend in retirement should actually be earnings that accrue while you're actually retired. To put that another way, it's saying that of all the money you spend in retirement, only 40% of that was money you had when you retired. You know, people think I've got, you know, $100,000, $500,000, $800,000, whatever it is. That's the amount of money I can I need to spend in retirement. And that's basically it. However, 60% of the money you, you're going to spend in retirement should come from earnings generated during the period of retirement. Retirement is a long period of time. And if you invest appropriately in, a, in, in something that has some allocation, at least to some, some growth investments, uh, then, then you can have a much more comfortable experience than if you simply bunker down and invest in cash. That's a really critical thing. And it goes back to that concept I mentioned before about in, instead of investing to retirement, we need to invest through retirement. And just looking at the way that Australians are planning for their retirement, the government pension remains the main source of income for most Australian retirees. What does that say to you? And I guess, should Australians be seeing that as enough to get by in retirement? The data clearly shows that the superannuation system in Australia is not yet at maturity. 
but it is getting there quite quickly. Uh, at the moment, we don't have retirees who have spent their whole working career um, with, with the superannuation guarantee at, at levels of nine and 10%. However, it won't, be, it won't be long until we actually have retirees who have had the benefit of superannuation their whole career. And we're gonna see a, quite a significant shift from the proportion of people who are full pensioners um, moving to part pensioners. The, the age pension is a, is a really important safety net for Australians and it's going to continue to be so. However, superannuation is going to play a bigger and bigger part in, in, in managing the, the, the bulk of retirement incomes for Australians. The great thing though about the, the age pension is that it's means tested. And so when you have tough times, when your super balance falls during retirement, the age pension can kick up. But I think it's also fair that when your super balance picks up again and your income rises from your super, that the age pension scales back again. That's um, yeah, most fair-minded Australians, I think, agree that that's, that's, a, that's a useful correlation. We really need that to be a safety net for people. Well, Ben, we are unfortunately out of time for today, but thank you for sharing your insights here on the Simplifying Investing podcast series. Listeners, we'll be back soon with more on how you can make informed decisions about your investment choices. But if you haven't already, please go back and check out recent episodes of Oliver's Insights, where AMP's Chief Economist, Dr. Shane Oliver, provides his regular updates on timely issues, all as part of this regular podcast series. But before we leave you for today, a reminder that all topics discussed are general in nature, and this conversation hasn't taken your personal circumstances into account. It's important you seek out tailored financial advice that is relevant to your personal circumstances before making any important financial decisions.